anyone who spent their teenage years doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing uh, when they're out with their mates drinking beer smoking pot uh, will know and recognise the place where I am now it's one of those sort of uh, urban industrial twilight zones sort of surrounded by um, warehouses and trade units on a path just next to a well just over the uh, a railway line uh, fenced off all around graffiti smashed glasses and bottles and cans and all that sort of stuff it's the kind of place um, you'd come as a teenager just to loiter really a shady underpass or somewhere away from the crowds in fact where I am now which is a, a path over a bridge um, is exactly the kind of place where I when I'm walking home from town there's always um, always a bunch of like I don't know five or six young people just sitting around fucking about having a drink smoking whatever and it's the kind of thing that you know gets bad press where sort of daily mail readers will shitting themselves that they're all thugs and all going to knife people up and stuff but you actually when you walk up to them and you, you make eye contact and you smile and say hello they always make room they're always polite and maybe even have a little bit of a joke with you um, and I say that because I had a bit of a a hard lesson in stepping into that world I uh, during my time where I was going a bit mad after finishing freelancing before I turned into a coach I um, I took a job at an inner city school which was it was supposed to be a alternative education centre but really it was just a naughty boys and girls school or not a referral unit for bad naughty pupils just a sort of a a place where schools would send these kids where they didn't know what else to do because they weren't quite naughty or bad enough to send to prison but they uh, were just a little bit too unruly to be in mainstream education so they sent them there anyway. Um, I was supposed to be a support classroom assistant with them and man I was shit at it. <laughs> I have no idea why I was going for this job. I think I was interested in teaching and I thought well start at the bottom see what's going on. Anyway, so I took this job and on the whole I was, someone described it towards the end, I said a bit of a debriefing when I said I don't, I don't think I want to work here anymore, so someone said, oh, people just say that you just seem to stand around a lot looking a bit baffled, <laughs> which, is, which is my sort of default um, expression, that or sort of partly mildly pissed off, but anyway, they got baffled, um, so I wasn't much good at my job, I did spend most of my time looking at these these kids just tearing the place up, man, and just wreaking havoc and just being so profoundly behaviourally uh, disturbed that I didn't have much, uh, I didn't think I had much to bring to him, being a sort of a philosophical, um, white, middle-aged man. I didn't feel like I could do anything or bring anything to that situation. But anyway, I talked to you about a little story I had while I was there, so story goes like this um, there was two kids there two young lads let's call them Bob and Decker that's not their real names and they were about 
I don't know, 15, 16. And both of these lads, that's a, a train coming past on the uh, Trans-Pennine there, line there, just uh, reiterating where I am. Anyway, these two lads, 15-year-old lads, small built, sort of dishevelled, and uh, we were in a maths class with them, and I mean, I don't know why they were teach, trying to teach fractions and equations to these kids when they could barely sit still and they probably hadn't slept all night for parents screaming at them or, you know, noisy neighbourhoods or whatever these poor kids grew up in. And there was a bit, somewhat of a tussle getting into the room or something anyway. Bob and Decker had had a bit of a mild to-do. There was nothing. You or I, you know, you brush up against someone in uh, every day. I couldn't think twice about it. Anyway, this tussle got, the energy from that had been brung into the room and there was a little bit of tension there. And Bob was sat with his crew at one side of the room and Decker was sat at the other. And it started with chucking pen tops at each other like you do, you know. In my day, I used to sort of uh, get a little bit of chewed up tissue paper and blow it down the, uh, the shaft of a, an empty biro, like a pea shooter. But uh, times have moved on now, people use pens, pen tops, and they were chucking at each other and rubbers, sort of mild mannered, just trying to aggravate each other. And they were needling each other, and this went on through maths. And then, then it went into English, and things were taking a bit of a nasty turn. I observed this. I mean, I did, uh, the teacher intervened a couple of times, pack it in. But this went on, and there was notes being passed and sort of veiled threats in a sort of passive way. Oh man, if he does it again, I'll fucking knock him out and all this sort of shit. Um, and there was, a, there was a tension there and it wasn't very nice. You could tell something was, was going on between these two and neither of them wanted to back down, which was, which was what was getting, uh, getting to him. Uh, and it was in a late afternoon class. I mean, they'd stuck around for their afternoon lessons, which is quite an achievement, I guess. But um, one of the kids, um, I think it was Bob was the first one, he walked out the room in a bit of a huff. And they're allowed to do that. They were allowed to take five when they were a bit pissed off or whatever. And I followed him out just to make sure he was all right. And I said, are you all right, Bob? And he sort of looked at the ground and he, shook, and, he, and he didn't want to give me an answer. He was, yes sir, and he sort of nodded his head a little bit. And th th there was something not right. I, could, I knew that they were both shitting it. And I said, are you scared? And he sort of like looked away again. I said, I'd be scared, you know, if, if someone was making threats about beating me up and chucking things, I'd be wondering what was going to happen next. I don't like it. These kids live in environment uncertainty. It wasn't very nice. And then um, I said, it's all right if you're scared. And he, and he sort of agreed. He was scared. And he went off and had a smoke and came back in and the tension started growing, the usual shit, just sort of staring each other out across the room and their, their gangs sort of doing the same. And then the other lad, Deco, he walked out at some point because it was all a bit too much for him. Said the same thing to him. Are you scared? No, no, no. It's all right, mate. I can see what's going on here. I know this isn't looking good. You must be a bit scared. Anyway, he was a bit scared and his eyes were welling up a little bit. And it wasn't very nice. These two, they were young kids, you know. 15, like, they were just kids. We were all just kids in now, now. But they were, they were scared. You could see the terror in their eyes that neither of them knew which way this was going to go. Um, 
I sound like a really good teaching assistant here, don't I? Like I've got everything under control, I knew what I was doing. I didn't. I just know what it's like to be a bit scared and to be threatened because I went to schools like that where it was, you know, the economy isn't about how intelligent you are and how charismatic and friendly you are. It's about how hard you are. That's, that's the currency we're talking about here at school. I remember that and it was horrible because I wasn't tough. I was, I was big and that luckily meant I never got beaten up. But um, I knew what it was like to feel that way. And I just went on instinct there. And it's probably my one time I was actually good at my job in the best part of a year I was working there. Anyway, I, I went and had a chat with the teachers and explained this. I raised an incident in the way you're supposed to do. Uh, you type it all up and put it in a bureaucratic, pointless software system. And now it came of it. And I mentioned to the uh, the security that worked there just to keep them out, keep them separated, keep an eye on it. And they did. And I'm not sure anything came from it because they didn't turn up with any uh, stab wounds or broken uh, arms or missing limbs. So I think it diffused. But from that that little story it really got me thinking about how all of us are just shitting it right do you know we're just we're just we're just shitting it we're um we're all just terrified we're all just kids on the inside you know we're all a bit out of our depth making up as we go along in our jobs in our careers in our lives no one really teaches you how to be a how to cope with what the world throws at you, right? So you make it up as you go along. And the more I coach people, sit down and listen to what's bothering, on, bothering them and help them work through what's holding them back and getting where they want to be, you know, the more I realise that we're all, as individuals, we're all looking at each other, everyone else thinking, ah, shit, man, they've got it sus, they know what's going on, they've got, got it all under control. And I can tell you now, they haven't. And this still catches me out when I'm on LinkedIn seeing what people are doing and reaching out to people. It looks like everyone's got it under control. Here comes the train again to punctuate my philosophy. Thank you for that, Northern Rail. Where was I? I was building up to a crescendo, wasn't I? Um. Those people, yeah, those people on LinkedIn and Twitter, you know, they've got it going on there. They're all a bit more sus than... They look like they're going places and you think in your mind, in your place, in your little world, you're not going anywhere. And the more I think about that, the more I realise they're just better actors, you know? They haven't got it sus. They're probably as shit scared as you and I. Um, they look like they're winning. You know, what's winning, though? Their winning isn't your winning. It's a different different measure. So, so here's a thought for you, right? How about instead of pitting ourselves against each other and just getting embroiled in this ridiculous arms race for status and position and success, you know what I mean? You just see other people as just shaky and fucked up and as shit in it as you are. You know, by all means admire them for coping and putting on a better act than you are and maybe there's something to learn from that I don't know but maybe the way to get on is not to live in this state of perpetual fear of waiting to get beaten up after school you know maybe just meet, make peace with people you know reach out be the first one to be a human say you're curious say you're scared I don't know
Something to think about. Right, I'm at a bit of a loss as to what to do now, sat on this um, this overpass. Steel girders overhead, surrounded by graffiti, and in the distance, some goldfinches chitter, uh, chattering away at themselves. I should have brought a few cans of uh, Kestrel Super Strength, really, because that's what we used to do. Just get absolutely bollocksed underneath a railway arch somewhere, and then go home and watch the X-Files. Maybe that's what I should do. Well, that was nice sharing a little story with you. Maybe there'll be a little bit of wisdom in it for you. Be gentle on yourselves. Have a nice time. And catch up with you during the next episode of whatever this is. Ta-ra!